Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 9 of The Review Show, uh, where every week we pick something new, whether it be a comic book, movie, TV show, anime, manga, or more. And we read it, we watch it, we do what we have to do, come back here and discuss it. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined, as always, by Melissa Wilkinson. Hello, everyone! How are you? I'm good. How are you today, Kyle? We just discussed that you slept most of the day, but yes. that also sounds like a great way to spend a day. <laughs> yeah, did not sleep super well last night, so I've been kind of in and out of this, like, state of, like, constant sleep all, all day. I guess mm. it's not constant if I'm in and out, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, depending on your outlook on life, that could be a very good way to spend the day or a very mm -hmm. bad way, but yeah. Week has been good, though. Yeah, yeah. And I think nothing wakes a person up like a podcast recording. Yes. It was like, okay, now I <laughs> yeah. actually need to, like, get up, take care of the, the dogs, yeah. uh, eat, <laughs> like, do something with my life right now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And uh, yesterday, I went to go see Solo. <gasps> oh, fun. I'm going, yeah. like, first thing Monday morning, like, literally a 10.30 a.m. showing. Sweet. Well, yeah. uh, we, we, are, we are recording this podcast on a Saturday evening, but around this time tomorrow, uh, we're going to be recording an episode of The Reactor Core uh, for everyone to listen to on the solo movie. So if you guys want uh, review, reaction, spoiler cast type of thing on the solo movie, be on the lookout for that because we will have one of those too. Um, and, yeah, we have a couple other announcements before we get to what we're actually going to be talking about. But to keep people interested, uh, what are we talking about this week, Melissa? We are talking about a scripted narrative podcast called The Fearsome Morning. Yes. Which is, I'm not going to call it an audio drama because it's very comedic. It's yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think audio drama is a kind of a blanket term these days, mm -hmm. but you're right. It is more of a comedy. It's very much an absurdist comedy. Yes. Yeah. Very absurd. Um, yeah. So I, we're, 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 we're going to be talking about that. You were the one that pitched it though. Mm -hmm. Um, so g give me like a, a, a synopsis of what this is. This is a short series. It's like seven episodes and like a couple bonus clips. And the entire thing takes like three hours to listen to, probably. Yeah. It's unfinished, I guess. I just looked it up again right before we started recording and Apparently I found no new information on it. They haven't yeah. made a new episode in a couple years. It was. The, yeah. The last one was episode seven, came out February 26, 2016. Uh, yeah, so it's so, been a while. Yeah, so kind of unfinished, but it's like I said, it's not a drama. It doesn't leave you on a cliffhanger. It's really worth checking out. And it's basically about this guy named Joe that moves from his big dysfunctional family in New Jersey to work as the personal assistant to his favorite like morning talk show host in L.A. And the podcast is his audio logs he's recording to yeah. send back home to his family. Yeah, it's like a diary for his family. Mm -hmm. um, so it's cool. Yeah, it's it's good. It's pretty much just like two or three people making it. Uh, it's yeah. really simple. Um, with audio drama, one of the things that's neat is you can get all sorts of 
production value. Some are really, really good. Some are, it's just two people making it in their spare time, Mm -hmm. uh, which was a little bit more of what this one is. um, And I I, I think it worked out cool. But we will talk more about that in just a sec because we have a couple announcements. Uh, Some housekeeping for all of you guys. I mentioned the spoiler cast uh, for Solo. Um, That is going to be on one of our other podcasts called The Reactor Core. Uh, So you guys can look that up anywhere you get podcasts. You can type in the whatnots, and in fact, all of our podcasts will come up. It's pretty pretty snazzy. Um, So... I guess that kind of was a soft introduction to the fact that, yes, all of our podcasts are now on their own separate feeds. Uh, If you are a long-time listener, basically everything we've put out has always been on uh, one podcast feed, which was simply called The Whatnots. And for the moment, that feed is still up and available and that will basically be a master feed. We might end up hiding that feed, so you guys have to go and uh, like subscribe to each each show individually. But that way, if you guys are a fan of the review show, but maybe not so much of the captain's log or something like that, then you don't have to you know have your feed bombarded with all of this stuff. Uh, so go on to iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can search us that way. Search the whatnots, and all of our stuff will come up there. And more more is coming. We have some mm-hmm. new shows on the horizon as well. But we also have a br- brand new website. And we're, we are super excited about that. Um, it is up right now. It's thewhatnots.com. We've had that domain name for a while, but it is looking brand spanking new. Uh, mm-hmm. it, in all... Honesty, there's probably going to be more changes to the website down the road as we continue to grow and be be like, oh hey, I uh, you know I I I figured out how to do this and do that and make it look extra fancy and stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah. So we're we we are excited. So if if you guys want to go check out that website, that would be awesome. It's the whatnots dot com. Uh, yeah, last but not least. Put- what was that? No, I was just going to say, you put your graphic design skills to work, and it looks beautiful and clean and crisp. Thank you. I I, I used basically the, like, I guess in-house, like, website maker that they, they had. So I wasn't actually coding this one. That was the original plan, but it took mm-hmm. a lot longer than I expected. So I was like, I'm just going to put something up real fast and use their, their, their templates and stuff like that. So that's why there might be changes coming down the road. Um, but yeah, go go ch- go check it out. Do us a favor. Uh, last but not least, though, uh, if you guys did not know, this is a live show over on Twitch.tv/slash/TheWhatnots. Uh, if you guys want to come and hang out with us, uh, you guys can do so there. You can uh, leave your thoughts on whatever it is we're talking about, uh, week in and week out in the chat. We will respond. You guys can be a part of the conversation as well. Uh. And I think that's about it. That's enough housekeeping for now. Let's dive in, because we've probably yes. bored all of you half to, t- to death, <laughs> and everyone is j- jump, j- jumping ship like it's the Titanic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I picked this, well, I pitched this to you, because this is a show I stumbled across like two years ago, and I really liked it, and I've always been waiting for more. Who knows if I'll ever get any more. 
But I've gone back and re-listened to it a couple more times, and I always try and suggest it to people. And I don't think I've ever got anyone to listen to it with me. <laughs> and it's it's a fairly simple, short, light show, but there's something about it that keeps me coming back to it. And I wanted to talk about it with someone. So, like, no pressure, Kyle, if you didn't like it as much as I liked it. But how did you find this thing? So, what were your thoughts? Um, so, yeah, so we already did our short, like, mm. here's what it is. So we're probably going to get into spoilers very soon yeah. here. Um, though at the same time, there there really isn't much of a like a strong narrative in this, so there's really not much no. to spoil. Um, so even if you guys have not listened to this yet, which you totally should, go listen yeah. to it and then come back here. Uh, but even if you haven't, I don't feel like you're going to get spoiled on much by this no. conversation. Um, but yeah, so I I really liked it. Um, I, I, I don't think it was my favorite. It reminded me mm-hmm. of something else, which I'll mention down the road. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, it's it's one of the cool things about audio drama is that it can just be two or three people making this in their spare time, in their basement, with absolutely zero budget, mm-hmm. and just having fun. And yeah. I, I don't know if this was, like, a college thing that they did or just spare time. Like, hey, I'm a writer. I want to, like, start writing something, you know, just to get in the habit of continually having, like, a, a, you know, a, a bi-weekly, mm-hmm. uh, you know, deadline to get something done. Um, and, yeah, I, like, I, I, I think for one of the shows that was kind of lower production value, this is a very good one. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds good. It sounds like exactly what it's supposed to sound like. And it isn't like a big sci-fi scape where they have like sound effects or anything. I think at one point you might hear like a drink being poured and that's about it. But it never feels like more production value is missing. Yeah. Um, I mean, because, yeah, I mean, it's it's like leaving a voice mail, which might be ancient technology to you young kids out there. But... It, yeah, just like leaving your family a message on the phone, and mm-hmm. that that basically being it. And episode to episode is his like weekly, or I, I guess they released a new episode every two weeks, um, I think. Um, but yeah, and so it's it just it's a very simple premise, a very simple kind of way of making it, and I think it worked really well. The the audio quality is very good which is something that is usually hit or miss on the lower production mm-hmm. value stuff um i've i've seen some shows kind of start out right and they just you can tell they didn't have the right mics they're yeah. recording in someone's basement and you know you can hear like the fan running or their air conditioning <laughs> running um stuff like that you know it's not not the best audio quality um, or, you know, you can tell that they're, like, Skyping in someone, and it's like, okay, well, good for you, you guys are making your yeah. own story, but, you know. Yeah, make a thing. Yeah. Um, to me, that's always, like, it's hard for me to listen to a podcast if the audio quality is not good. Mm-hmm. So I, I I'll, I'll be honest, I was kind of worried, because I, <laughs> I, I, I hadn't heard of the show, 
and you you were like, yeah, it's just like this, you know, the, the, these couple people making this. It's real simple. I was like, uh, I'm interested, but I'm wondering, you know, how how the quality is going to be. And it turned out fine, and I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't pitch you something that sounded like it was recorded inside of a bread box. That being said, though, there is uh, there is another show. I won't name it, but their first season didn't have the best audio quality, but it was still a very fun show, and I stuck around. Um, and season two, they, like... They got brand new mics. They had, you know, they had a soundproof studio or something. They they figured it out and they were on on top of the game. And it was so satisfying, just being like, yes, this sounds so much better. Um, so I mean, it, some sometimes you just have to stick it out. But this was not the case for this one. You really love this show. I do. What is it exactly that you love about this show? I like how it's so warm-hearted and cheerful and strange. Like, I think we were talking about this maybe off-mic last week, that, like, Night Vale is weird in a way that you can describe to somebody else. Like, oh, it's this tiny desert town where every conspiracy theory is real, and, like, there's eldritch horrors and things like that. Mm-hmm. And this is a more, like, down-to-earth, everyday strangeness. Yeah. Like... One of the first things that Joe says is that when he moves to L.A. before he gets the job working for Bradley, he's like, yeah, I tried out, um, you know, an audition. Not an audition. He's like, I tried out an interview at the video store, and they just asked me to rewind some DVDs. Like, it's that. <laughs> and, like, weird things like that said, like, dead seriously. And, like, the fact that the show is literally called The Fearsome Morning. Like, that's not the nickname for, like, this Good Morning America sort of thing. Like, no, that's what it is. <laughs> And like they have, well, it is the name of the show that the, that his yeah. like thing that the the guy that he works for does. Um, yeah, is is yeah. is that a reference to something in specific? I, I I don't think so. I think it's it's that's just what it is. And I thought that was funny that the show didn't have like it wasn't like it's Bradley and Allison in the morning, but it's so it's Troy so treacherous that we morning. call it. but it's so treacherous we call it like the fearsome morning like no that is the name of the show within this fiction that's what it is and like the hosts are just it's one fairly normal like very well educated like very um go-getter woman who has like a bunch of degrees and does a bunch of teaching work and things like that and works as this interviewer as this sort of journalism anchor and then it's people magazine's 14th sexiest man alive who keeps collecting dogs and keeps putting himself into horrible challenges for self-betterment that ultimately fail (laughs) i i I, i.e learning to poop outside because pooping inside is is dangerous to your health and causes cancer Exactly. Which he, like, he found in two separate men's magazines. <laughs> yeah, and like that's the kind of level of bizarreness that this show is working on, where you don't just have this one guy being like, well, I get cancer if I poop inside an enclosed room, so I have to send one of my assistants to Home Depot, and they have to get a series of shower curtains and plywood <laughs> and rig up like an outdoor outhouse for me, and I'll do it there. It's not like this is just this one guy thinking that. It's a lot of people around him going like, okay, Bradley. Uh, yeah, sure. Because that is par for the course for Bradley. And it's par for the course for everything else in this world. 
Yeah, he he just kind of does what he does, and everyone kind of indul- mm-hmm. indul- indul- indulges him. Like, okay, if that's what he wants, that's what we'll do. Mm-hmm. Um, it it I'm trying to think of what kind of other characters in other movies, um, like these people remind me of. And uh, what's the guy's name? Well, the the main guy, his name is Joe. Right. Yeah, it's Joe, and he is an assistant to Bradley Cameron Lind, the 14th and Bradley's other ass- in the world. Yeah, yeah. And Bradley's other assistant is named Dakota, and she and Joe kind of become friends. And then the co-host is Allison, and okay. that's pretty much the cast we're working with. Basically, yeah. yeah and then they, he he makes mention of his family members. And yeah, stuff like that. yeah. But yeah. Like- <laughs> um. So yeah. So, like, I'm I'm trying to think. I'm wondering if it's. Elaine's boss in Seinfeld. Okay. That uh, that Bradley kind of reminds me of, where he mm-hmm. like so in in if if you're not a fan of Seinfeld, Elaine works at this magazine, this like fashion magazine. But the guy that owns and operates it and publishes it, he fancies himself this like Indiana Jones type adventurer. <laughs> And so all of the 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 copy about the clothes that they sell has to be in the style of. So I was on this adventure in in the Aztec <laughs> pyramids, and when you know, but I had my my trusty canvas vest, you know, <laughs> and and that is what they they are selling. Um, but yeah, he just does like all these really weird things and like says all of these like bizarre stuff where it's like. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I mean, I guess since I work under you, I kind of have to indulge mm-hmm. you, so I can't really argue. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but he, he also, just does so much weird stuff. Yeah, and Joe is always completely on board with it. Like, he adores Bradley. He yeah. idolizes Bradley, and their relationship is so sweet because Bradley, like, really befriends him back. And they have a really close bond with each other. And then they're also good friends with Dakota, who's, like, a lot more kind of pessimistic and sarcastic about the whole thing. But she still, like, shows up every day and does her job, even if her job is to, like, take elaborate photographs of Bradley in every possible swimsuit for that year's (laughs) swimsuit season and, like, catalog all of them. And then he has, like, a scrapbook of, remember when I tried on all of these swimsuits? Amazing. Yeah, and it's not like this Wizard of Oz sort of thing, I guess, where, like, Joe had, like, a very normal home life out in New Jersey, or... I forget where he's from. I know Dakota's from New Jersey. I think he's also from somewhere on the East Coast. And then he goes out to L.A., and L.A. is, like, crazy Hollywood land. Like, no, stuff is just as weird back home. Yeah. And at one point... Joe's family mails him a bunch of cakes. Like, Joe, please judge this cake contest. And him and Dakota have to eat, like, a a hostess pot pie that is, like, melted and become decrepit in the mail and, like, a stale ho-ho and all of this stuff. Like, yeah, this this is what counts as a cake contest, as a baking contest for this family in this world. Yeah, it's 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 a it's quite the cast of characters. Mm-hmm. Um, did, did, was there a certain character that you, that you like the most that you identify with? 
I think I always love to hear about Bradley and his relationship with his dogs because this show isn't like it's really funny but it's got this heart to it as well like there's a lot of very genuine sweetness to it and part of that is Bradley adores his dogs and he's all about animals and he goes to these insane lengths to like do things with his Mm -hmm. dogs like he takes a Christmas photo with him and his dogs every year and he has to take it on a timer because photographers won't come to his house anymore because i'm I'm sure it's just like this guy is an eccentric weirdo Mm. (laughs) yeah yeah it's um so it's all right so so you you liked hearing about bradley Mm -hmm. yeah i liked all his antics he was the one you you favored for me it was dakota yeah, Dakota's great. She she's kind of this um I don't know, she yeah, she, like she's very much this like New Jersey no nonsense mm-hmm. tr- like trying to be very normal but at the same time yeah. is is like secretly just as eccentric as everyone yeah. else. Uh Yeah. More so in like in the way she r- r- rambles. Um mm-hmm. th- th- I I think I I like I I I chuckled a number of t- times, but the one that got me to laugh out loud was when she's talking about bacon, and, yes! and she's sitting there because she's she's also J- Jewish, um, and 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 so she's she's talking about I guess like when she first went to college, uh, the first time she had bacon was at her college campus mm-hmm. uh, at their cafeteria. And she really wanted to try it, but like couldn't bring herself to do it for months. And and she like her whole reasoning was she didn't want to be like called out and have so- have someone be like, "Hey, that girl's Jewish. <laughs> she shouldn't be eating bacon." Yeah. And it's like like she's just rambling like this is what's going on in her mind this is yeah. what she's and it's not like she do, doesn't do these eccentric things uh like physically or like at like outside of her but it's all inside her head it's yeah. the way she yeah. thinks um and it c- kind of reminds me of like like she has the attitude of like Aubrey Plaza in in, yeah. a, whole, in, in a whole bunch of her stuff where she's kind of mm-hmm. sarcastic kind of just like she you you can tell she's kind of rolling her eyes at most of it just been like oh, well yeah, there, there sure. go, 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 go. there he goes again you know um so i i really liked her i, I think being that like second person that joe can kind of mm-hmm. bounce ideas off of and not and kind of have her bring him down to reality yeah. a little bit like okay you're talking to your family here you know like Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know you love Bradley, and uh, you, you know <laughs> you you think his shit doesn't stink, but mm-hmm. this is your family. C- calm down, explain it. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, but they they have the, their their own like weirdness together too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like they're like they've just specified to Joe's family that they're not dating, and like I yeah. don't know if I even would call them friends. It's just the fact that they're both personal assistants to the same very demanding they're man. They're both that witness. Demands... 
to yeah, this yeah. strange man. <laughs> yeah, they're just, they would not be friends in any other circumstance, but they are bonded. And I loved how they're both such different people, but you see 100% on both sides why each of them is one of Bradley's assistants. Yeah. Like, Dakota's gonna be there to be like, okay, you need all these shower curtains and plywood? Okay, I've got your shower curtains and plywood, Bradley. Like, I'll build you the outdoor outhouse. <laughs> And Joe is the one who's like, okay, Bradley, like, if you're, you don't feel well today, that's okay. We're going to make Coco, and I've got your banjo toy, he's, and we're going to read an... Goosebumps books, and we're going to, like, build a fort in your closet. <laughs> he's an instigator, whereas, yes, whereas yes. Dakota is more like, I mean, if you want me to. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're sitting there, oh my god, we could do this, we could do that, we could do that. Well, I, I mean... Mm-hmm. I, do you want me to go to Home Depot and buy them? Or, like, are you sure this is what you want to do? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. it's good. It's good. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and that, um, I don't think it's, I don't think the Bacon story is in that episode, but the second to last full episode is just Dakota talking. Like, Joe is out on some trip with Bradley, and so it's just her yeah. talking about her life and there are points where the show, for as absurd as it gets, it can also get very real. Yeah. Like, she's talking about how Joe's family is a lot of sort of failures. And, like, there's, like, a grandparents that are like, oh, why isn't my adult child succeeding the way I thought they would succeed? And Dakota's trying, because, like, even if Joe's not there, like, she still has to deal with the, this is a report back to Joe's family thing. This still needs to get recorded. I'm standing Joe for right now. (laughs) And she's talking about... I I can just see him being like, this is direly important. (laughs) Like, I I owe you one. Do this one (laughs) thing for me, and I will do anything you want. And she's like, anything. (laughs) You have to record my podcast for me. And the thing he would probably do in return for her is, like, give her a ride to the bar on the back of his moped. Yeah. <laughs> but, and so Dakota's talking about, like, as sort of a parallel to an adult's perspective on what a child should grow up to be, no matter how old that child is. She's talking about how when she was a kid, her dad and her grandpa had shop vacs. And it was this big manly machine to have a shop vac. And she thought growing up, you couldn't be a man unless you had a shop vac. And she grew up and she thought about it. And because she's like. Because you couldn't have a Hoover or an Oryx. Yeah, because yes. Because it's too feminine. Yeah, it has to be a shop vac. And she grew up and she's like, Mel Brooks doesn't own a shop vac. He's no less of a man than my dad is. And she also talks about how she had trouble crying at sad things. Like, she'd watch a movie that really affected her, but she could not physically make herself cry, and she's trying and trying. And then she goes to see, like, some kid's movie, like, some animated kid's movie, and there's a trailer for a dog, like, a heartwarming dog family film, and it's literally just the preview, and she's bawling in the middle of the theater. I'm wondering if it's Zootopia or something, because didn't Zootopia have in the animated short at the start with the the dog? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know exactly, like, what dog movie, if it is a specific real dog movie they are alluding to. I, I feel like I I feel like Zootopia had like a dog short at the mm. beginning. 
you, oh, do, uh, do you know what Big Hero ta- Six? Was Big it, Hero Six? Was it Big yes. Hero? When did Big Hero Six come out though? Because I feel like that was a uh, while. That, oh, that was like 2015, I think. 2015. Okay, maybe well, 2014. <laughs> the, well, if if no matter what it was, it must have been yeah. something around that t- t- time. Yeah. I do remember like a Pixar animated sh- yeah. short that was about a dog. Or you mm-hmm. know some type of something like that. Um, yeah, this this <laughs> show has a lot of like, d- despite how eccentric it is, how strange the things they're mm-hmm. talking about are. Because even as she's talking about this, like, hey, I I I used to think it was like only adults could cry yeah. at movies and have this like intense connection, and here I am mm-hmm. crying at this trailer. Yeah. For 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 something like she, what she's actually physically doing, or what what she's talking about doing, is the like strange and absurd thing, and the way she's talking yeah. ab- like about it and how fast and stuff, it makes it that yeah. much more strange. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like deceptively, like very poignant. Yeah. Um, and That's it's what this sh- especially on that, like I I could find myself relating to like yeah like i've kind of noticed that with myself too like i used yeah. to like never c- cry at movies and stuff like that and now within the p- p- past like three years i've seen myself like tear up at stuff i'm like yeah. who am i what what, <laughs> have, what have i become oh god <laughs> um but yeah so like it's just like huh like there there, there are moments of just kind of a real poignant point yeah or it's like deceptively hidden within there like oh like um bradley might have a really strange interview process but Uh there's some kind of like underlaw like if if you think about it like they're actually talking about you know this thing or something you know yeah, I think that's what this show really is, is that it's absurd situations and this really strange style of the way, like, everybody kind of talks and rambles and everything they say is, like, very specific. But the emotion behind everything is, like, very real and very down to earth. Yeah. Like... The stuff with Joe's family is so crazy. Like, I think one of my favorite stories, and this was one I had forgotten about, was when Joe is the youngest of eight kids, and he's got five brothers. And, what, like, all of his older brothers, like, tortured him growing up. Like, he, when they're talking about bacon, he's like, yeah, I didn't have bacon until I was a teenager because my older brothers always ate it before me. So one day I had to, like, pay the local school bully to beat up Grandpa in the front yard, and then everyone would run out to help Grandpa, and then while nobody was watching the bacon, I could eat all the bacon. He was, he was like, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I hired a middle schooler to beat up yes. Grandpa. Then I yelled out the window, look, that middle schooler is beating up Grandpa. And while they all ran ran to the window to go see what was happening, he went to, to the stove and just stuffed his mouth full of bacon. <laughs> there's also the story about um when his older brothers think he is like putting on too much weight if not from bacon then from some other food and they trap him inside the revolving door of an abandoned building for For three three days days. (laughs) so this stuff is 
completely insane. But Which means it, he was Pete's... constantly running around yeah, in circles. for three days! Like, n- not even, like, they, like, l- locked it, so he was just no. in, like, one slice of the pie, and it was stuck there. <laughs> it was moving the whole time. Yeah. yeah, he ran for three days in a revolving door. His mom but, didn't notice. Yeah, but you've got all of that stuff, and it's so funny but it also paints, kind of quietly, subtly paints this portrait of Joe as a guy who really needs, like, a buddy. And, like, that's why he looks up to Bradley. And it's so great that Bradley is able to form that bond back to him. Like, you are the good, responsible, well, not responsible, but benevolent older brother I never had. Yeah. You are somebody, on like, we're kind of on the same level. We can have fun with each other. You would let me have bacon. You would not trap me inside a door. <laughs> Well, debatable, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) if 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 Bradley came up with the idea, he would be all about it. Be like, yes, let's do it. (laughs) Yeah, there's everything is so crazy, but there is this sweetness to it. Like when Bradley decides he wants to complete a food challenge Mm -hmm. and he goes to the steakhouse and he's gonna eat like the big meal and it's like a 48 ounce steak and like a bunch of mashed potatoes and peas and like a chocolate sundae this huge meal like he wants to beat the man versus food guy he saw on tv and he gets there and he's like i can't eat a steak that's not vegan friendly and they're like oh we didn't know you were vegan and he's like i'm not but we should always be friendly. So instead, he has to eat the vegan equivalent, which is 48 ounces of beans. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, so everything's really wacky, but there is this kind-heartedness back there. And, like, Joe's family is super dysfunctional, like, to the point where they have two separate Christmases every year. Or was it two separate Thanksgivings? Because... Same thing like, his, at, at this yeah, his, point, yeah. Yeah, yeah, his dad and his uncle, like, do not get along, so they have to have the entire thing for dad and then the entire thing for the uncle. Yeah. But the whole family still keeps getting together and doing it every year. Yeah. Yeah, they just, they just keep going. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Um, so I wanted to ask you, uh, since this was so short, if you could... Yeah. If you could change something about about it, or like, what what what, 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 what do you think this show could have done better? I don't know. I think when you read the initial like description of it, it seems like it's going to be more in like the Holly weird territory of mm-hmm. like crazy celebrity life, and it's less about celebrity as a general concept and more about like just this one guy. <laughs> yeah. And I don't I don't know if I would like it better or worse if it had more like pop culture references like that and if it wasn't as like insular as it is. And I kind of liked how insular it turned out to be. Like this doesn't feel like a, a Bojack Horseman or something else that's about right. weird LA show business life. It feels like it's entirely its own thing. And really, it doesn't have to be set at a morning show. This could be set anywhere. Instead of being, like, people's 14th sexiest man alive, Bradley Cameron Lind could be, like, the second most successful real estate agent in Tulsa. 
Yeah. And like and you could the get the same, same thing. things out of this. Yeah, yeah. So so I'd really I'd be interested to see what this would be like if they picked like a different backdrop to it. Okay. And so, to see where it would go like through different stages of Bradley's career as he did different things. Like okay, this is Bradley the cologne you know, maker. He's going to make and model his own cologne. What's that backdrop like <laughs> to all this insanity? Don't give him ideas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, no. So are so are you are you bringing that up in the sense that you didn't think this setting was as special as it could have been, or at, like it, like it didn't stand out to you? Ah, I liked it, but ultimately, I don't feel like they really needed it. Okay. Like, it could have been anywhere, and I kind of like how this is just a... I kind of like it more as, like, a small little thing. Like, we have found one pocket of people that are really weird, and it's not against the backdrop of, like, Miley Cyrus is also out there doing some crazy celebrity shenanigans. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. For me, I... I I mean, this might just be me and kind of my preferences i was kind of hoping there was a little bit more of a cohesive narrative yeah there there is a little bit of one but it is very very light um Mm -hmm. even kind of the last episode that they put out episode seven is kind of an ending like things are kind of going off the rails by then um and uh, the, the on the morning show that they do, like there's this whole incident that happens, and the security guard has to tackle mm-hmm. Bradley. Um, but like in in like the shit hitting the fan, um, like Joe is still just like has hard eyes, yeah, for, yeah, for for Bradley because he was like. Uh, there was this one moment when he got tackled that he that he that he reached for me and looked longingly at, at, at <laughs> me, and it made my day. And yeah, like, I, yeah. like I I just imagine it, like in in the midst of everything that's happening mm-hmm. this this morning show going wrong <laughs> that mm-hmm. he like he's being tackled and Bradley is like actually asking for for help and just being like. Please help me. No. You know? <laughs> um, and like Joe doesn't get it. And he's just sitting there being like, this is fun. This is good. This is fine. Yeah. I like yeah, this. There's, there's not really any stakes or consequences. And I would like to see what stakes and consequences are yeah. in this world. If the story would ever get that far. Yeah. Something like that. Um just like a like instead of it just being like these kind of random reports uh mm-hmm. like just weaving in a little bit more of a narrative like what if they are preparing to take the show on the road yeah um, yeah you know and like the like what yeah, j- just something to kind of move the story along a little bit mm-hmm. more besides well this is every episode is just this report of what we did this week and it's kind of the same thing like Mm -hmm. i mean sure we have a whole bunch of new absurd stories to tell but when you like whittle it down to okay what did they actually do it was the same thing Mm -hmm. of well in the morning they made the show and that was it Mm -hmm. um so i was kind of hoping for something a little bit more narrative wise yeah 
Yeah, I think both of us kind of were looking for maybe more constraints. Like, I'd like to see what... How would they fulfill Bradley's insane demands if he wasn't a giant celebrity, if he was just, like, a mid-level successful business person? Which, and being like, what the 14th sexiest yeah. man is yeah. <laughs> kind of what that is. Like, <laughs> you're a no one, dude. <laughs> yeah, and, like, what if... You know, there was any kind of story, any kind of arc, any kind of place anybody was going and any place they couldn't go. Like, any constraints about anything. Yeah, or, or, or some kind of, like, some just some kind of obstacle that they, they had yeah, to yeah, overcome. Yeah. yeah, you're right. There's not any obstacles. So It's just like... Speaking of that, though, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, this was only seven episodes for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. you, you mentioned that, that, that who knows if they'll do more or, yeah. or, or, or not. If they keep the same formula of what they have been do, do, doing, because we can't really review the show that we didn't get, right? Yeah. Um, so if if they kept going with what we know of, you know, what what we know this show to be as right right now how how much mm-hmm. longer do you think this could have gone on or how, how much longer do you think you would have liked or enjoyed oh, i really loved the writing so i probably would have i would listen to anything that these guys put out in this <laughs> format in this world because it is really fun i wonder but... if they've done anything else I looked at their, yeah, I looked at their webpage, like, I googled the name of the show, and I just found, like, here you can find it on Apple Podcasts, here you can find it on SoundCloud, and I found, like, a blog they had, and yeah, the last post was from two Easter's ago. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, maybe I'll try, like, googling the names of the guys from the credits at some point, but. Yeah, see if they yeah, have an IMDb if... page or something. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how much longer this story could have sustained itself without going, without undergoing, like, a lot of changes. Yeah, it can't just be, like, wacky antic after wacky antic yeah. forever. I, I, I could kind of p- 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 picture it pulling a Monty Python in the Holy Grail style a- ending, where, yeah, the show does actually go off the rails to the p- point where, like, he gets arrested <laughs> and, like, well, yeah. that's it. <laughs> Like, I'm out of a job. I'll yep. be home yeah. oh, next yeah. week. Oh, yeah, I could definitely know? see an ending like that. Um, which which I, I would kind of ju- just like them to at least do that episode and just, like, a- episode eight is the last <laughs> one. And yeah. that's what happened. Um, We're just going to put a big bow on the end of this thing. Yeah. And the, it's just a fiasco. Yeah, because, like, I, there, there's something about... I mean, there's 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 so much content that comes out nowadays, mm-hmm. but there's something about stories that know what story they want to tell, and yeah. they tell it, and that's it, and it's done. You know? Yeah. Um, I was t- talking to someone uh, earlier this week about a Hulu original show called Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three, uh, just yeah. based off a Stephen King book, uh, starring James Franco. Um, and it's yeah, it's it's a Hulu original t- TV show, but it is only eight e- episodes, and that's it, and mm-hmm. that's the entire story. And it's yeah, all you need. Yeah, and like the Netflix shows nowadays, like you look at them, and yeah, the whole season comes out all at once, but 
it's usually like 13 with a very good chance of there being a season two and a season three and a season four, you know, I did like, it's there. Netflix is more like, we're going to throw a whole bunch against the wall to see what sticks. And the Mm -hmm. ones that sticks, we're just going to keep pumping it, you know, until it's, it's dry. Um, and I like I've seen shows very much ruined by that mm-hmm. of just like we're just gonna keep going and going and yeah. going and going and it's like okay yeah. this is not good you kind of already told the story that you were supposed yeah. to tell have have you ever heard of an anime called Ruroni Kenshin? Yeah, yeah. So originally that show was only supposed to be sixty episodes. I think it ends up being like ninety or a hundred. Um, but yeah, like the the original story that they set out to tell ends at like episode sixty, and then it like it's like okay, this story <laughs> is done. He got his redemption. Like he got like that's mm-hmm. it. You know, like I, I'm sure he could get into more adventures afterwards, which is what they then go and explore. But it's just not g- good. Like there's no. There's mm-hmm. not a driving force there, and eventually it does. They they do kind of find their feet again, but then at that point it's like, okay, the show has been going on a little bit too long. But there was that like that first like sixty so good. Yeah. So I'm I'm yeah like as 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 much as I would like to see more and see a like a narrative red start to kind of mm-hmm. wave its way in the show I, I i i think what might be best is yeah to do one maybe two more episodes mm-hmm. of this show but basically just end it yeah just be like okay here's the end of the story yeah i kind of like this as just this weird offshoot like thing you can stumble into and finish in a matter of hours like what was that what did i just yeah. do yeah it's like a weird vortex you dip into and then you can keep like dipping back into every once in a while like I've done over the years since I first listened to it like yeah I just need to spend an afternoon in a strange place where's the fearsome morning at <laughs> I and speaking of hmm? I, I was, I was going to say I feel like this is a good like uh, road trip podcast yeah that's that's what I did the first time I ever listened to it. I listened like the first episode and I'm like, okay, I really like this and I'm going to save this. And I listened to the whole thing mm-hmm. from like St. Louis to Springfield, Missouri, which, and that didn't even take the whole trip. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. is a good road trip. Listen. Cool. Okay. But what Go you were ahead. saying about them telling the story they wanted to tell. One thing I think was really interesting about this is the tone and how, it's got so much debauchery in it, but it's also fairly, like, clean and innocent. Like, Joe himself is a very innocent and pure person. Mm-hmm. And, like, Dakota is drunk a lot of the time. And so there's, like, drunken debauchery, but it never gets, like, very dark or very adult. It's a, It feels like a youthful show like you could almost play this for to like a 14 year old and they could like really yeah. get on board with the whole thing there, and like there there is some language and stuff yeah in, in, in this so that's something to be mindful mm-hmm. of but yeah, yeah like I, but... I never felt the language was it will despite some of the words that they do use i never mm-hmm. felt like it, it was used like nastily or like aggressively no no it is very much a, like a simple, bite-sized, light-hearted 
yeah type of thing and i found it fascinating that nothing comes of bradley being the 14th sexiest man alive like Bradley has no relationships. I think one time he's, like, bored and lonely on Thanksgiving and he pretends like he's married to Kirsten Dunst and, like, that's it. Oh, and the time when he asked people to send him swimsuits for him to test out for that year, like, a bunch of fans mail him, like, panties and stuff, and then I don't even know if he does anything with them. Like, there's no Dakota had romance. to deal with that. Yeah, Dakota had to mail them back. And she mailed them back, and she, <laughs> she mentioned, she's like, I don't even know if I sent them back to the right yeah. people. So it ended up just being in this weird panty exchange. So. Yeah! But yeah, there's no, like, adult themes to the show, really. And I thought that was really interesting, that everything is so crazy but it doesn't get crazy in that way. Like, there's no sexual escapades. Yeah. It's not like Bradley goes on, like, a horrible date and, like, Joe has to help sneak him out of, like, a one-night stand so that he doesn't have to do the celebrity walk of shame down, like, Hollywood Boulevard or something like that. It never goes there. Like, the... I think Dakota mentions that one time she... She dated a sex offender and she found out that roofies don't work on her and he got mad and he dumped her. And that feels like out of nowhere. Like that's so outside of the tone of anything else the show is playing with. She dated him twice and forgot about the first time. Yeah, not related to the roofies, just related to the fact that she can't remember things just of her own she, accord. She just, yeah, she just, like, didn't care and didn't think about it, and just like, oh, wait, yeah. you're the same guy, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I just thought that was fascinating, that this was cl- so bizarre and also so clean and full of, like, childlike wonder, and, like, uh-huh. there's, Joe is pretty much entirely, like, asexual, aromantic. Like, he's not interested in Dakota, we know that, but he doesn't appear to be interested in anyone else. Yeah. Except for his, you know, imaginary marriage to Kirsten Dunst. Bradley doesn't appear to be interested in anyone. (laughs) And, yeah, I just thought that was an interesting juxtaposition that there's these big, like, Joe comes from a huge, you know, crazy family. Uh And, like, so sex has happened, but it is not happening in the world of this story. Yeah. I liked how any kind of, like, sexual motivations for doing anything were completely removed from the situation. And nobody even, like, looks at Joe like, oh, looks like you have kind of a crush on Bradley. Like, that's also completely out of this. Mm-hmm. And I just I, I just thought it was really interesting. I like that aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's lots of little surprises. Horizons. I think the more you you dig into this, mm-hmm. and the more you, uh, you, you know, like the, if if you listen to it multiple t- t- times, mm-hmm. I think you, I, I think you'll end up finding things. Uh, it's like, oh, that part's really funny. How did I not yeah. like notice that yeah. one before? Because um, they like, it's not, it's not. Again, it's not that so much is happening. It's just that they mm-hmm. they they t- they talk about so much. And it's so like weird, and the, you, mm-hmm. you know that it, it's it's just like they're like the more you dig into this, you know, who knows? Yeah, yeah. And then how kind of to like put an, an end cap on what I was talking about? Like, there's a part where 
Joe has to be Allison's assistant because her assistant has quit or gotten fired. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he has to do for her is act as her proxy on date night. And he wears like an iPad with a video feed of her and has to go out on a date with her husband because she can't physically go. <laughs> and it's her husband like making out with this iPad. And then it gets like vaguely adult. And the whole thing feels like an intrusion <laughs> on this like sweet innocent but weird bubble yeah. that like Joe and the people around him live in. Yeah. And I really like that like child uh, not to say like because he's devoid of any kind of sexuality that he is childlike. He has both of these he has both of those things about him and they're not related to each other. But yeah, I like how we're just in this weird bubble where like everything here is it is good. And it is innocent and it can get mischievous, but it is mm-hmm. good and innocent. And like sometimes things like intrude upon it and it feels like they're not supposed to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Some, there's some, some awesome stuff. Yeah. In, what was your in, favorite like in individual this. joke or line from this thing? Uh, I mentioned, I think it was the bacon. Like, hey, that yeah, girl's Jewish. She's not supposed yeah. to be eating bacon. <laughs> I was like, this is so stupid. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I I think one of mine, and this is another thing I completely forgot about until I re-listened to it, is when Bradley is talking about how he's the... Because we hear from Bradley occasionally. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm 14th sexiest man alive today. But what about if you compare me to a bunch of men throughout history? And he's naming off all these people like, am I sexier than Babe Ruth or Andrew Jackson or Tom Riddle? <laughs> Where did Tom Riddle come from? Important men like, throughout just, history. Just that extra level of, oh yeah, he believes Tom it's, Riddle is real. And also, where is the line for him between Tom Riddle and Voldemort? Is he comparing himself to, like, he's the like, guy who wrote the diary in his sophomore year at Hogwarts? He's kind of like Michael Scott from The yeah, Office. Yeah, but he's, like, he's got that to him. Like, he, he has that, like just that stupidity about him but then mm-hmm. like he acts on it and does these like insane things whereas michael would just like say something and just be oblivious to like the 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 ramifications yeah. this guy would just be like what if i start pooping outside because it's bad for my health to poop inside you know <laughs> so Strange stuff. This show did remind me of another audio drama yeah, podcast. Yeah, what is it? I mentioned it to you uh, off mic one time mm-hmm. while we were talking. Um, Greater Boston. Yeah, yeah, I get that vibe. Yeah. It. Uh, so if 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 you guys liked this podcast and you want maybe something similar, um, I would highly recommend Greater Boston as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Greater Boston is a much longer story. They are still making it. They are working on their third season uh, right now. But it is the same type of absurdist humor. Um, just really crazy and strange things happening within mm-hmm. like the world that they are making. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, like, like oddly, like the same type of stuff. The a lot, a lot of the characters are written the same way where they're just kind of babbling talking about all these strange things mm-hmm. that they did um, and but it 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 does have that narrative 
thread that like I that I was hoping for in this. Yeah. Um, so I I would recommend that to people as mm-hmm. well if if you guys enjoy enjoy this or if you did not and you you know maybe you were like me and be like this may not have been for me there wasn't really much of a story uh, then yeah Greater Boston go check it out. Yeah, what this reminded me of this time, and like I'm glad I pitched this for the show and I was able to listen to this in a more like active like thoughtful state about it Mm -hmm. because I finally landed on like the things it reminds me of after having listened to it two or three times and it reminds me of this author named Daniel Manis Pinkwater I've seen some (laughs) of his books that just say Daniel M. Pinkwater or D. Manis Pinkwater he wrote these young adult books that I read when I was a kid and they're a lot more like sci-fi fantasy but it is sci-fi fantasy elements interacting with like normal mundane things yeah like he has a like he has a book called alan mendelson the boy from mars who's about this um and the book is about this kid that moves to a new school and he's kind of a dork and everybody there you know completely ignores him or hates him Mm -hmm. until another new kid comes to school and that's alan mendelson and he's like hey what's up everybody yeah uh, i'm here from mars and everyone's like there's no way you're from mars (laughs) and that guy gets ignored too so it's about these two boys befriending each other and then at the end it turns out yeah alan really is from mars and they get into like some sci-fi hijinks but along the way it's just like them going to weird like underground bookstores and they go to a chili restaurant where there's like a million different kinds of chili (laughs) that all have very specific names and very specific like spice rankings to them that's funny yeah so it it has this sort of everyday weirdness about it that isn't even related to the sci-fi weirdness and what the writing style of this reminded me of is this guy named ted l nancy Uh uh-huh this was a book i had when i was a kid i've still got it i like dug it out and ted l nancy is a pseudonym for someone we don't know who the uh jerry seinfeld wrote a like afterword to this book so maybe it was jerry seinfeld or maybe just another comedy person jerry seinfeld knows but in the 90s this ted l nancy character would write letters to companies Mm -hmm. asking for like insane things all with like the normal letterhead and the normal like business-like boring formatting of this is just a consumer inquiry letter. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. I would like 300 puppies and $20 all in pennies. What he has for Buffalo stuff pennies. Like... <laughs> what he has for stuff like Dear Oscar Mayer Consumer Goods, I would like to inject ham in me. Could you please send me the Oscar Mayer ham injection booklet? Also, if I bake a ham at 350 degrees for five hours, is that too long? Thank you, Oscar Mayer. Your ham is great. I love all your products. I will continue to purchase your ham. And like it will just be like very enthusiastic. And like very all capitals out of nowhere for a second. And it is this vibe of a weird thing is going on. But the person doing the weird thing is just very cheerful and enthusiastic and like trying to reach out to somebody and communicate about it. Like, hi, I just (laughs) want to inject ham in me. (laughs) Cool. Um, So let's uh let's let's wrap it up then yeah what what are your last thoughts on this show the fearsome morning 
I think it's a real gem of like a scripted narrative podcast. Like definitely go check it out. I think it's really funny. You're right. There's not really much of a story to it. Mm -hmm. But if you've listened to too many things that are like, oh, it's so dark. There's too much drama going on. Or like there's all these relationships that are all tangled in with each other. If you just want a series of friendships and hijinks and like really great jokes that's what this is for. Like, just yeah. go dive into it for, like, the couple hours that it takes, and it'll be a really fun time. It's good. Cool. Yeah, I, I, I liked it. It's very short. It's sweet. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, if you've never listened to an audio drama podcast and you're looking to uh, maybe check one out because you don't know exactly what they are, uh, this is one I, I think you could very easily consume very quickly. And just be like, yes. oh, cool. Like, I, a, a podcast doesn't have to be, you know, news and reviews like what we mm -hmm. kind of do here on this show. Where each week, we, you know, we review something, you know. Um, it can it, it can be a storytelling, you know, medium. Um, this mm -hmm. is a good one to check out. And it's short and sweet. So, highly recommend that. Um, that being said... Let's move on to pitches. Yes. Um, so, for next week. Next week is... What's the date? Um, so, this episode is coming out June 2nd. Mm -hmm. uh, but we're also going to be recording a new episode on June 2nd. Um, so, there is... I have three pitches. I don't know when exactly... Um, it's coming out. I think it's June 9th, so I think my first pitch, if you end up picking this one, will be perfect timing uh -huh. for when season two starts. There is an anime called Fooly Cooly, spelled F-L-C-L. <gasps> um, or it might even be pronounced Furry Curry. I'm not, I'm not sure. I was corrected yes. on that once, and I totally f forget which one it is. Um, but yeah, it's spelled F-L-C-L. It's only six yeah. episodes long, uh, mm -hmm. and it is wild. It is a wild, wild ride. Um, yeah. But season two is coming this next month. Um, Kyle, I had no idea this was even happening. You have given me a tremendous gift. I've seen the show. It's been a long time, but I have seen it, and I really liked it, and I had no idea they were making more of it. Yeah, they announced uh, two more seasons. <laughs> Um, wow. So the the first one starts to air this next month. I think starting June 9th, around there. I could be wrong, um, but yeah, it's airing on Cartoon Network on Toonami. Uh, <gasps> I think Toonami slash Adult Swim kind of uh, they yeah. were the ones that were like, "Hey, we're gonna order season two and three of this show," uh, mm. even though it's been like years since uh, the the first one came out um so it i i want to watch the anime of mm -hmm. th th this uh i know there is a manga that it, it is based off of um i've seen this show before as well well, 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 well and it's kind of an anime that i actually don't know how the manga would work um yeah that, that would be an interesting thing to do at one point but i'm pretty sure this show is either on netflix or hulu right now i'm not sure which one mm -hmm. um but i because it used to be i watched it like last yeah 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 last year um 
but yeah so that's my first pitch it's it's almost impossible to explain what this show is <sighs> yeah it's it kind is. of about this boy who lives in this yeah. town and again crazy things happen C- kind of like what we were just t- talking about with the fearsome mm. morning but less like not absurdist comedy but more like absurdist magical realism mm-hmm. um and it's very heavily like music influenced and it's it's, it's just it's a tr- it's a trip um i highly recommend it it is a classic and i'm, I'm like every everyone i know who has seen this show being like it is amazing it is so good mm-hmm. um so that's what i wanted to do for pitch number one let me uh pull up my handy dandy cell phone here mm-hmm. pitch number two coming out of left field a movie called oh brother where art thou Ooh, i really love this film and i mentioned it to someone this pa- pa- past week that's why it was on my mind it is um it's it's a movie that's basically a a retelling of the odyssey um but in in the uh, I'm gonna say like 1910s. I don't like 1900, late 1800s, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's about these three prisoners that escape and have to like find their way back home. And uh, yeah, they're like they just they get into all sorts of adventures. They meet uh, their version of the Cyclops. Uh, which is John Goodman playing a one-eyed Bible salesman. Um, mm-hmm. they, they, they meet their own versions of the sirens. One of them gets turned into a toad. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that part. Um, so that's pitch number two. It's a comedy. I think it's, it's a Coen Brothers film. Is, is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, it's them. Yeah, and it's yeah, uh, starring George Clooney as well. He's, mm-hmm. he's one of the main actors there. Um, so it's good. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun amazing soundtrack this was another yes. thing like i've seen before and i've enjoyed and i haven't watched it in forever i remember my dad had the soundtrack when we were growing up and we listened to it a lot oh yeah soggy bottom boys man of constant sorrows there you go um cool and pitch number three i have not read these comics yet uh but recently uh Season two of a show tangentially related to these came out on Netflix, and I was like, what the hell am I doing with my life if I'm not watching this show? Because I love this show, but it's actually hot garbage, but I love it, and Riverdale season two came out on Netflix. Um, So I wanted to read uh, volumes one through three of the recent Archie comics. These mm-hmm. are the ones that are not in the classic art style, but they are in, like, modern-day, like, art style. Um, I think they started coming out in, like, 2015. But it, I, th- I think the first volume is written by Mark Wade uh, and art by Fiona Staples, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah, I was going to ask, is this Chip Zdarsky, or did he just do the Jughead solo series and not main Archie? I, Archie? I think he only did the Jughead spinoff, but okay. I could be wrong on that. Um, but the first couple volumes are all on Comixology Unlimited, if you guys have that. Um, and you can read the first, I think, four volumes on there, but I wanted to pitch the first three. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like that's a good chunk that we can do, because I'm super excited about Riverdale Season 2, and so I'm in an Archie mood. 
excuse me, have the hiccups <laughs> or something. Um, yeah, so those are my three pitches. Fooly Cooly, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, and Archie Volumes 1 through 3. Kyle, what are you in the mood for? incredible list. I could really go for any of these. I'm so fascinated by all of these, but I think just the fact that you completely blindsided me with the fact that there's more of it, I want to go with FLCL. Okay. I want to watch Fooly Cooly because I had no idea they were making more of it, and now I'm really excited. And, like, as soon as you said it, I just had, like, Ride on a Shooting ah! Star, like, instantly blaring in my head <laughs> yeah. from, like, the back of my memory. So, oh, yeah, I'm really pumped to watch FLCL cool. again. That is and what we'll do for next think- week, then. I think that is a good summertime show. Oh, too. yeah, very much so. Very much so. Um, sweet. Well, we will watch Fooly Cooly for this next week. You guys should watch along at home and join us. Uh, once again, this is a live show, so if you guys go watch this, you guys can come and watch this live on twitch.tv slash the whatnots. We always post the link on Twitter uh, whenever we go live, uh, so you guys can come and join in on the conversation. Um, that being said, we also have a episode of the Reactor Core that will, if you're in the live stream now, it's not up yet, we haven't even recorded it yet, but by the time you are listening to this as a podcast next weekend, uh, it will already be up. Uh, it is an episode of the Reactor Core on Solo, a Star Wars story, so be on the lookout for that. Um... We have a new web, web website, thewhatnots.com. You can get all of our podcast and more over there uh, for all the latest news and stuff like that for our shows. So go check it out. Uh, go follow, like, subscribe, sell your soul, uh, do whatever you have to do to help out our show. If you like it and enjoy it, please head on over to patreon.com slash thewhatnots and give us a dollar. Uh, that way you can get all of our episodes early. If you cannot make the live streams, uh, but you still want to support us, uh, we could absolutely use your help. Uh, the more support that we get, the more we can do, the more awesome shows we can make, the better equipment we can get. Uh, so we would absolutely love your support. But if you have no money to send our way, that is A-OK. Uh, we just want you guys to sit back, relax, and enjoy the show, and at least tell a friend. Uh, yeah. that helps us out a lot as well. Um, yeah. Thanks for being here share us with a, a loved one or neighbor yes or someone you don't know random person <laughs> on the street steal the steal their iphone go go into their apple i iphone thing or google play subscribe them to our show right now tom i know you are sitting on the bus listening to the show right now Whoever is sitting next to you, just take their phone without saying anything and subscribe them to our show right now. I will give They're you gonna 10 love it, Tom. seconds. Ten, Believe us, Tom. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Okay, good. Thank you, Tom. Um, that being said, my name is Kyle Springer. I'm Melissa Wilkinson. And this has been The Review Show. Thank you guys for checking it out. We will be back next week. Adios. Bye.